Rockin' John here. Now hear this.
the city I've been taken for, lost and gone, and I'm known for a long, long time. Fell in love years ago with an innocent girl from the Spanish and Indian home, home of the heroes and villains. Once at night, in Square divided, she was right in the rain of the bullets that eventually brought her down. She's still dancing in the night, unafraid of what a doodle do in a town full of heroes and
we decided for this particular Now Hear This to have a theme of songs that we got, that we understood. Right off the bat. That were just sort of grew inside us immediately. (laughs) And so we open up, uh, I chose a song called Guitar and Pen by The Who. I had actually not heard this when the record came out. What record is it from? It's on Who Are You, uh, the last album with uh, the original foursome, Keith Moon. Died soon thereafter, 1978. Uh, anyway, I heard the song and I went, wow, this has all the hallmarks of a great Who song. Yes. Including the little extra jimmies of how cool acoustic piano. Great, great vocal uh, from Roger Daltrey. Wonderful dynamics, different parts throughout the whole song. And the chord changes sound distinctly Townsend and the Who. And during the uh, rockin' parts, I mean, Entwistle is just pushing it home with uh, Keith Moon. The second song that you heard was Heroes and Villains from the Beach Boys. And I did something with my daughter recently. I played her this version. And I say, do you hear anything that sounds strange? And she said, no, nothing sounds strange. I said, then you haven't figured out that there are no instruments. This is a cappella. The song is so complete that yep. you don't need the instruments it's, at uh, all. The Beach Boys, Heroes and Villains, the master take except that all the instrumentation stripped away. And as John said, it's hard to notice because it just flows beautifully. And the background vocals that are going on are basically carrying the melody while they sing on top. It's really a great thing. I know Alan Jardine really likes it. I know I had a conversation with Carl Wilson, and he explained to me that in this song, Brian started at a high note and purposefully went to a low note. I've been in this town so long and back in the city. He's going down and down and down. How and cool. this album, this song was scheduled for Smile before he abandoned the Beach Boys uh, Smile album in 67. And this is one of the, what he used to call the uh, modular songs, meaning it was made up of all kinds of, I won't call them snippets, but uh, parts of songs done at different sessions, uh, usually with the same musicians. But he would construct it literally linearly construct it and reconstruct it until he had the version he liked that flowed the way he liked. And what was sad was, even though everybody was expecting Smile in 1967, I mean, there were ads for it, for God's sake. And um, uh, Brian took it to a local radio station, expecting them to just let him in and play it. And they didn't. And that was one of the things he was was really uh, disappointed about. You know, Rock, you got to grow a pair. After all of that, <laughs> after all of that, I'm going to call it a song made of snippets. So okay. take it for um, that. Okay, I'll try. Okay. Anyway, the next song is Something to Fall Back On by Todd Rundgren. And I chose it. It was one of those songs that got to me right away. And what I loved about it is it's from a weird little album where Todd let people take his master vocals and they redid tracks around them. They were all guitar players doing it. In this case, it's Jeff Skunk Baxter, who we know from the Doobies and who we know from Steely Dan. He's the main guitar voice in this. And uh, Always played uh, sitting down. Yeah, he did. He did. Even on stage, I mean. <laughs> I, I just thought that this was like a Motown-y kind of song, a, a very melodic Motown-like song that I always liked from Todd. And it all comes full circle because it just occurred to me that Jeff Baxter produced Carl Wilson's second solo album. We knew that when we started, right? Uh, We knew that when we started. But you knew that. (laughs) And now we have a song that you chose, surprised me, Cast Your Fate to the Wind by Alan Toussaint. You know know, uh, why this version really grabbed me? It was... It was in the final credits of the Wolf of Wall Street movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. I think it was a, a Martin Scorsese movie, which is I, I highly recommend, by the way. And it was uh, during the credits. And I was like, 
what version is this? What ver-? And it's my, my old favorite, uh, The Late Owl in Toussaint. Well, what I love about this, it, the song itself uh, was written by Vince Guaraldi, who wrote all of the Peanuts music, all of that good man Charlie Brown, all that uh, Linus and Lucy Christmas music. That's all Vince Guaraldi. Simple, melodic, very heartfelt. I get an emotional feeling. Grow, when I grow, grow a pair, John. <laughs> And uh, and I also love that Joe Walsh put this into his bomber medley on James Gang Rides Again. Now, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, I know everything and I didn't know that. <laughs> we end with You're Made That Way from the Doobie Brothers. What album was that? It's uh, Living on the Fault Line, uh, the one before Minute by Minute and the one after uh, Taking It to the Streets. And most people don't know about this album. It came out in 1977, the summer of 1977. And John and I both love it. It's... Uh, so if you like that era, Doobie Brothers, it's a peach. And I, I mean, mean, it hasn't been picked. I think it's Michael McDonald right in his prime. I mean, yes. this is why yes. people love this guy. Yeah, Tom Johnston had left the band by this point. I believe Jeff, was Jeff Baxter already in? That may may have been. No, Baxter, I think, is in. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so the, the band had really shifted in a year even. But McDonald sings great. I love it. The chords and the, the group, the gospel is really great. This is an album worth checking out. Go go to Spotify and listen to the whole thing. It, definitely, we're going to do a segment that features songs that, in this case, got to rock right away. First time you heard them, he goes, "That's for me." <laughs> the first song is fairly uh, well known. It's "Everyday People" by Sly and the Family Stone. What can I say? Is there a catchier song? or recording in the universe. I mean, you can't deny it. Next song is Jive Talkin' by the Bee Gees. Again, it's just, it still sounds good, even with that old-time synthesizer bass. It's just, it's great. And a little-known tidbit is the uh, guitar strumming, the rhythm at the beginning, not chords, just using the strings muted as, a, as rhythm, was inspired by, they were, uh, they were recording at uh, Criteria Studios in Florida, and they had to go over a bridge every day that was a wooden bridge. And apparently it made that beat, or that, what would you call it? That rhythm. That rhythm, that made that yeah. rhythm, and they went right to the studio and recreated it. What was interesting about this song is the Bee Gees did not know the meaning of the phrase jive talk, and, and the producer, uh, Arif Marden, who, you know, the great Atlantic producer, uh, Arif Marden, he asked them, he goes, do you even know what it is you're singing? And they said no. And he said, it's bullshitting. <laughs> anyway, so, so then they knew. Last song is uh, one that I heard for the first time. It was the first time I actually heard the band, yes. God, I had to be 12 years old. And some older kids were playing it. And I immediately, the, I immediately got into Chris Squire's bass playing and sound right there. But just everything. I mean, Steve Howe's gets Everything in that song was just perfect. In 1983, I started this magazine called Guitar for the Practicing Musician. And it was all about putting sheet music in with the articles. And I had done an interview with Steve Howe, so he was on the cover. But I chose the song Roundabout. So the debut issue of Guitar for the Practicing Musician magazine, the classic song, you know, the cornerstone of the magazine, was Roundabout. Not only did I love the song, but now it has a special place in my heart because it uh, paid for a year my kid's college.
Well 
start this next segment with a band called it's called Wolfpack but I don't Wolf, think they play it Wolfpack okay, uh, they, two words V-U-L-F next word P-E-C-K Wolfpack now this is weird because the band Wolfpack does not play on this song they just put this together and what they put together is you know a mashup one of my favorites on one hand you have the great soul funk drummer Bernard Purdy giving an in-store lesson somewhere. And playing. You know, a clinic. He's doing the clinic. He's talking and playing. And the other half is a guy named Corey Henry. What do we know about Corey Henry? He's Mrs. Henry's kid. We know nothing about Corey Henry. I think he was in a band called Snarky Puppy, Skinny Puppy. Skinny Puppy. Skinny Puppy. Anyway, he's a great B3 player. And he's playing a completely different song. But the two of them together, I hope you're not listening in a car because you're going to have a crash. You are going to move. You're going to pedal to the metal. You're going to dance in your pants. <laughs> I don't. Can we say that? <laughs> I don't know. But the, I, this is one of the best mashups I've ever heard, and it's nothing but a good groove. And then we follow that with Mercenary Territory, which is another song that... By kept, Little Feet. You, you know. may have heard of them here. <laughs> um, anyway, it's, uh, it's from their 1975 album called The Last Record Album. And I heard this on the radio, on the FM radio, when I was a teenager, and I immediately had to have it. It's that, what would you call that beat on the piano? It's like you're playing, what, one and three instead of two and four? And it's, uh, it's an offbeat. It's it? an offbeat that he's playing. And it just grabbed me big time. And then, of course, Lowell's singing. Lowell George was just such a phenomenal singer. And you've got, you know, Richie Hayward on drums with the indescribable feel he put in. I mean, it was just, as you say, swampy and beautiful. There I go describing it. (laughs) It also started many years ago, that thing I called a locomotion. Because I was next to a train track where I lived for most of my life, young that is, we had this thing we used to listen to the train. That was my motivation for so long, for so many years. I like that sound. So I worked out exercises for that sound. 
Remember the disco era, so I'm going to bring you up to it.
into our last segment here. we got some wonderful, wonderful songs to talk about. First is a live version of No Woman, No Cry that, again, Rock picked for it. Here's a song, and particularly this version. This that particular got version. Big time. Yeah, oh, it's it great. Used oh. to, yeah, it used to get a lot of airplay back in the day, and it's from the 1975 Bob Marley and the Wailers album called Live. And to me, that's the one to get. It's the one with the brown cover. This song just gets me from beginning to end. When those harmonies by the I-3s come in, he, the way he sings this song, again, it's, um, it's kind of a hopeful look at desperation, if that makes any sense. It's about a living poor in Jamaica, 
but making the best of it and having your friends. It's a really uplifting song in the end and beautiful, hauntingly beautiful. We segued that into American Tune by Paul Simon. Again, this version, it's a, once again, it's a live version from his album Live Ryman from 1974 that chronicled his uh, 1973 tour. But this is performed without a band. It's Paul Simon using very audible, and I mean that in a good way, steel finger picks and thumb pick on an acoustic guitar. The reason I like this is not just because this uh, really tugs at the emotional heartstrings with its imagery and just the beautiful, beautiful melody. But the reason I like this version better than the studio version is I always thought the studio version was overdone, overproduced. It had these strings that I just didn't think belonged there. Anyway, on this version you realize Paul Simon by himself on guitar while he's singing is conjuring all those arrangements. They, they were unnecessary. And it's just beautiful playing, beautiful singing, and the song is just, as I say, it tugs at the heartstrings somehow. Now, one of the things that's always interesting about this song is that the melody is a Bach chorale that he put lyrics to. Similar to Brian Wilson, he gave himself a work project. He said, I'm going to take a Bach chorale and write lyrics to it. The way Brian Wilson said, I'm going to take a melody, start at the highest notes, and go work my way down. It was, a, it was an incredible thought process. But it's about heart and music, not about the process. But, you know, he, he's a great thinking composer as well. I'll say it again. Amateurs borrow professional steel. <laughs> <laughs> now, the next track that makes sense following Paul Simon, because Richard T. played acoustic piano with Paul Simon for years and years and years. And was in stuff. You know, yes, he was. But uh, if you want to hear Richard T. and Paul Simon, go listen to the Still Crazy album, Gone Out Last. That's all Richard T. And that, uh, so is One Trick uh, Pony. Yeah, he yeah. even acted in that film with yeah, Paul Simon. Yeah. Uh, so following Paul Simon, Richard T. makes sense. And this is a version of Happy Birthday, because everybody should have a version of Happy Birthday, should they need to play it for some reason. Yes. And in this particular case, what Richard T. does is just... Play it simple, and then he starts reharmonizing the part. It's very short, but oh, so cool. And then John picked an obscure one. Yeah, I got one song in here for my. Uh, here's a song that uh, I hadn't heard, and I got it the first time, and I loved it. It's called The Whistler by Jethro Tull. It has all the earmarks of uh, pseudo classical, the flute, uh, uh, great keyboards. And uh, it's one of these put a smile on your face songs. And I said, boy, this sounds like a Jethro Tull song that I sh should have known. Yeah. And now I do. Yes, you do. Thank you. 
Many's the time I've been mistaken And many times confused 
Yes, and I've often felt forsaken And certainly misused Oh, but I'm all right I'm all right I'm just weary to my bones Still, you don't expect to be bright and born vivant So far away from home So far away from home And I don't know a soul who's not been battered I don't have a friend who feels at ease I don't know a dream that's not been shattered Or driven to its knees Oh, but it's all right It's all right For we lived so well so long Still, when I think of the road we're traveling on, I wonder what's gone wrong. I can't help it, I wonder what's gone wrong. And I dreamed I was dying. I dreamed that my soul Unexpectedly And looking back down at me Smiled reassuringly And I dreamed I was flying And high up above My eyes could clearly see The Statue of Liberty Sailing away to sea And I dreamed I was flying We come on the ship they call the Mayflower We come on the ship that sailed the moon We come in the ages most uncertain hours And sing an American tune Oh, and it's alright It's alright, it's alright You can't be forever blessed Still tomorrow's gonna be another working day And I'm trying to get some rest That's all I'm trying to get some rest
one until the other. What's it a case of, Mr. Martin? Take four was very good up to the breakdown. Which was, which, was, which was take four? And that was very good up to the very end bit there, when Paul did his little bit that wasn't quite right. My boys are ready to go. John? Yes? I don't think it's him, I think What? Okay. Is it possible without affecting yourselves too much to turn down a little? Apparently it's been a complaint. From who? What are they doing here at this time of night? Oh, 
What guy? He's going to the walls. It's own fault he gets the houses of Zalazi district. Well, we'll try once more, the very loud. And then if we don't get it, we'll try it quiet like it might do it the other way. Okay. The loud one, last go. Last chance to be loud. Who says? Can't quite see through these now. I just can't quite see them, they keep merging. One, two, three, one, two, three. Oh, won't you so bad? 
And that's what we're talking about.